Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this league once again. We've got a great show for you today on Thursday, August 22nd. We begin with Talking Hard Knocks. We've got a three up and three down of fast food. And we have a great guest of Fade the Public podcast, Nikki Snacks. Thank you guys for tuning in and let's get right into it. All right, before we get started, going to bring up Cleveland. They It seems like they have a section in their own GQ magazine. First Odell and then Baker following him up. Now Baker's having an interview with GQ talking shit about New York once again, how he's shocked that the Giants took Daniel Jones and that uh, you need to be focused on winning as a quarterback. I'm going to say it again. He's a loser. I don't know where this entitlement came from. What did he go 6-7 and seven last year? He's not proven yet. He's not proven at all. I'm going to show you a good year, but he's not proven yet. It just doesn't make sense. I feel like quarterbacks don't really ever talk shit about other quarterbacks. Yeah, especially for a team that's irrelevant to your uh, division. Right? And it's not like Baker did anything last year. I mean, he had a good season, but he went 1-5 in five against teams that were above 500 or 500 or better. He's, and he's, he's he not proven yet. Seven. He won one game out of Ohio last year. Got a big head for not having proven anything really yet in the NFL, at least. Yeah, I fucking hate Baker now. He doesn't, even have, he doesn't even have a full season under his belt yet. No, and he's season. talking all this shit. Like, what are you doing? I mean, like, that's like Baker's persona, but you don't talk shit about other quarterbacks. I feel like quarterbacks don't talk shit about each other. Like, that's just not something you do. When he came into the league, no one said anything. They, they, they were just like, well, let's see what he turns out to be. And he's one year into the league talking about Daniel Jones, who's looks pretty good in preseason. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even played a fucking snap yet, so how does anyone know what he's really going to be? Yeah. We got a little bit. We'll see. My second league, we bowled it's for my our, our picks. I'm drafting what pick did you get? Four, and I'm not happy about it. What'd you bowl? Oh, terrible. I bowled uh, really bad. No one bowled over like a, hundred, like a 125. Jeez. You know Bird yeah. was the captain of his bowling team. Yes, no, I did. I actually, my, my personal best in bowling is a 225. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's pretty not good. bad at all. That's, that's not bad, bad at all. Way you know, more than me, probably. You, you could probably like speak on it. Like when you get into the zone of like bowling, like when you're just like really feeling it, like nothing's stopping you. Oh yeah, of like, course, it's great. It's like it's. I love it. It's like got the heat check on you. It's sick. Strikes after strikes after strikes, baby. So first up, we'll do talking hard knocks. We had the third episode. It was. Uh, John Gruden opening up Frank Caliando with the impersonations actually seems like he sounds identical to everyone he impersonates and I'm very impressed with it. Isn't that wild how someone can actually like imitate someone's voice that perfectly? It's messed up that he kind of looks like a fat John Gruden, but then he starts talking like Stephen A. Smith and your mind is blown. He does a really good Charles Barkley impression. He sounded sounded just like him, but then you see this fat white guy standing in front of a room. (laughs) I love Frank. I used to, I miss him like on the the NFL countdowns when he used to come on every week. Now they go to, what's his name? Oh, what's Riggle, Robbie Riggle or whatever. Oh my God. (laughs) That guy stinks. That guy's terrible. He's funny though. He's not good, but he's funny. Yeah. He's great in movies. He's not great on uh, NFL. Another right? another highlight of Hard Knocks, uh, Darren Waller. Bird, because you didn't watch, he was basically an addict on opioids, marijuana, oh, everything. And what he said whatever he would need, he would show up to practice just out of it. When he was on the Ravens a couple of years ago, they showed a highlight of him. I think it was might have been on a Hard Knocks episode. He was like, he would get hit by a block and just fall down and he would get up and uh, they would Jesus all the Christ. coaches be like, Are you good? <laughs> so, and now he's back and he's start. he's fighting for a, a spot on the team after uh, two playing? years of being clean. Tight end? Uh, he's, well, he was, I think, wide receiver, but now he's tight end. And yeah, they converted him. That's yeah. a good story. That's so, a he's a beast. Story. And he's he actually well. looks really good. Yeah, he looks good. And he's behind, what's his name? Uh, Luke Wilson, who's like a giant hippie now. Yeah, I don't know what's good with Luke Wilson. He turned into a hippie somehow from after leaving Seattle. <laughs> it was kind of a slow episode. I mean, it was mostly about AB and his helmet problem. Uh, again. It, it was the AB oh show, I, which I'm I don't sick mind. Of talking about it. Mayock's had enough. It's out of control. Just get a fucking helmet on and play. It was a big tight end episode. I, I feel yeah. like we're starting to get to like those uh those guys that like you root for that are gonna yeah. get oh, cut. Oh, Re- Hunter Renfro. Yes. He's, that, a he's a little he's a little stud. I remember him from the second episode. I'm surprised I'm surprised Bill Belichick hasn't swooped in for him yet. Hey, you'll, hey, he's, he's just waiting he's for watching. me to cut. Yeah, he's watching. He's watching. He's waiting. 
if he sees a five foot ten white guy coming across the middle, you're getting a contract. Like Trump trying to get Greenland, he's not for sale, but <laughs> you will get a contract signed. It's he'll be the next uh, Wes Walker. Other than that, it was uh, Luke Wilson put on a nice little show for ten minutes, going on a boat. Yeah, they're uh, going. To, uh, they're going to Canada next episode to play the Packers. Oh, wow. Why isn't Luke Wilson from Canada? Okay. Oh, shot he makes a team. <laughs> <laughs> now he's definitely getting cut. He's Canadian, he's definitely getting cut now. Oh, fuck. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. Moving on, we'll go up to three up, three down. Probably three the most exciting part I've been waiting for it all day. I was texting Isabel this morning. So fast food restaurants, top three in a row. We'll do snake order. This week, I'll go first. And then who- um, we could do you, bird, me, and then back to bird. Uh, yeah. Okay. Me, me, you. I don't know what the fuck you all just said there, but all right, let's go. All right. So <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it either. If it's snake, we'll just go you, bird, me, and then I'll go you back get two to picks, yeah. so, I, I get two picks and we'll go. It'll be the snake draft. Basically. Okay. So me, bird is is bird me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And then the next, uh, the other one will be the three down will be is bird me, me bird is. What, whatever, whatever. All right. <laughs> Snake draft, let's go. Three up, three down. My first pick for the up, my number one is Taco Bell. So between soft tacos, chalupas, the shredded chicken quesadillas, Doritos Locos tacos, the cinnamon twist, the $5 boxes. It just doesn't stop, and it's good for any time. You could get it. The breakfast, actually unreal. Baja Blasts, good midnight snack. Dessert, too. It could be anything, really. That's, it's my favorite. Yeah. Contrap Supreme, always. I All, right. All right, so now it's, uh, it's me now. All right, so my up is going to be the classic all-time Chipotle. Have to go with the Chipotle. Easy, go-to. Perfect. I feel fast food. I probably get it sometimes, like three, four times a week. I fucking love Chipotle. What's your order? Uh, always try to get away with double chicken every single time. Have to take that risk. Good shit. White, white rice. Always get the double chicken. Vegetables. No beans. Not a beans guy. Sometimes guac. Depends if I'm feeling a little crazy. If I'm feeling a little crazy. Yeah. I get a little guac. And then usually just corn, sour cream, cheese. Maybe some taco shells on the side. If I fuck around, but you never know. Uh, is easy choice McDonald's. Oh, of course. Right. Money. Uh, the yeah. See, now, to Fries. me, there is everything about McDonald's is the goat. Or should I say, I call it McDank's past five o'clock. Um, you got the, the Big Macs, the goat, double quarter pounder, the 10 piece nuggets. Like, there's everything about McDonald's is so good. Like, it just, you have, you, when you eat McDonald's, you know, like, the repercussions you're going to feel afterwards. And every time you do it, you don't care. That's with a lot of fast food, though. No, but like, there's something about McDonald's. Like, if I, <laughs> if I see Golden Arches, I'm like almost like I could be full and I'll just stop in and get some ice cream. Like, <laughs> like, I just, cone. Cone. <laughs> yeah, and call me crazy, but McDonald's has the best Coca Cola. You can't beat it. I do. I do Honestly, like. I do agree with you. Coca-Cola. I do agree yeah. with you on that one. My next one will be have to be. Does Five Guys count as? Oh yeah, I had it on Hell my yeah. list. Hell is yeah, that going to be uh, fast food? Five Guys is legit. The best burger that you could possibly get. It is so been good. A long time. It's so good. It, it's it's never it never disappoints. It always tastes the same, no matter which five guys you go to. You get a little fry, and it's literally the entire bag of fries. They just give you the best value for your buck. There, I get. I usually get a a triple patty with bacon, hot sauce, ketchup, and mayo. Just can't beat it. It's the best you can get, and it's. Far superior to In and Out. If you guys ever had In and Out burger, never had it. I haven't had it. Nope. Never had it. But I do love a good Five Guys burger, baby. All black. Yeah. All black. Five Guys fire. Ooh, yeah, I need Five Guys. I'm gonna go tomorrow. All right, Bird. <laughs> second pick. Uh, my second pick, I think, is probably one of the top top burger joints. Wendy's. Damn. Wendy's. All right, we're taking Wendy's, them off my list. Wendy's is great. The burgers fire, and spicy chicken nuggets are back. So that even makes yeah. it even better. Spicy chicken nuggets are the goat. Like, there's nothing better than the spicy chicken nuggets. They got everything. Baconator. Mm. I'll go straight up Chick Fil A. Service is unbelievable. All right, so not not only is it crazy good chicken, the chicken sandwiches are fire. The spicy chicken sandwich even better. 
it's, it's just a whole experience. I take advantage of their free meal cards all the time. I yeah. Have to. So, I have to. Uh, smokehouse barbecue bacon sandwich, my one of my favorites there. Just overall, it's it's healthier than like your Wendy's or McDonald's, but the service is ridiculous and it's tastes just as good, if not better. Spicy chicken sandwiches there are also amazing. Just everything when you go to Chick Fil A, I feel like it's just like an experience. You know what I mean? All right, so this may be a little reach for most of you. Uh, I'm gonna go with Halal Guys. Oh, dude, I got a rewards card, bro. I got a reward. I got a so, rewards card. Come on. So their platters, their chicken platters with tzatziki sauce might be one of the most different tasting things you'll ever have compared to any other fast food restaurant. And it feels unhealthy, but it, it feels good. Their white sauce is unbeatable. White sauce is unbeatable. I go there all the time with my friends. Like there's one, we go to like the main cart in the city a lot. Yeah. On 53rd and 6th. And there's just something about it. Like, you don't like it's it's such a different taste, like you said, from any anything else you could have. It's so good that you can't stop eating it. Like I'm not a big chicken guy. I usually get the the meat, only meat and rice. And yeah, like, I could literally eat it like seven days a week. It's that good. Yeah, and it feels so wrong, but so right at the same time. It's <laughs> <laughs> <feels> so right. <laughs> I literally uh, I make my shit soup, bro. That's how much white sauce I put on. <laughs> Dude, you have to. You have to. Not a little bit of hot sauce, though. Just a little bit. Dude, the hot sauce is actually fucking. It's like Satan in your mouth. Like you feel like it's you're so hot. So is, they they just opened bit. one. They just opened the halal guys a couple of years ago, right down the street from me and Bird. If I lived where you guys lived, I literally think that like I'd be the fattest person in the world. Like, <laughs> actually, I have a rewards card. I halal guys. So you have, good. you have to get it. You have to. You can't go there and not get it. I need a Chipotle one, though. I don't have a Chipotle one. Oh, uh, my. Is this my second to last one? This is my last one, and I'm going with Mission Barbecue. The best barbecue fast food spot out there. Pulled pork, everything, brisket, best. And their muffins are too, but their barbecue sauces, got to steal some every time. Six different barbecue sauces, dude. And they're just as nice in Mission Barbecue as they are in Chick fil A. No yeah. I'm pretty sure they're opening one up by, uh, in Medford, if I'm not mistaken. But that's kind of irrelevant to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little off the map for me. All I got right. sent to Medford for my uh, internship. They're like, hey, can you go pick up something in Medford? I drove, drove two hours to Medford. Oh I walked into this building. I picked up a little packet, and I walked right out. Four hours. That took out of my day. I mean, I got paid sucks. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Work definitely sucks. <laughs> All last, right, so my, last and but not least. So my third and final fast food restaurant. This could be – some people may disagree with me, but if you do, you're probably an idiot. White Castle. Oh, great fucking choice. White Castle, like those mini burgers, like when they – Nothing like, like a slider. There's nothing like great a slider. choice. When they, when they hit your mouth, you're just like – you know that you're in for a horrible next morning. Oh, my God. Well, the onion rings aren't bad either. I think everything on this list, you're in for a horrible next morning. Very true. <laughs> I, I actually like. I went there after uh, the Rolling Stones concert, and me, my dad, and my brother just devoured sliders, bro. Then we had an Uber home because that's I was, what you have to do. I probably shouldn't have been driving. <laughs> I left it's my okay. car at White Castle. Anything for a slider is six. Yeah, dude. I you get a crave case. I don't think there's any better deal there is. Yeah. What was it thirty burgers? Thirty burgers. Twenty-eight bucks. Is that it for three up? Yep. yep. All right. So. My honorable mention is for everyone is just chilies in general. Chilies, yeah, it's not really fast food, but it, it's it's food is amazing. Yeah, but I'm just still I have to like let them know. Shout out chilies! Right. I want them. I want them to sponsor this damn show. I'll eat there every fucking day until we get. I'll tell you, I'm gonna. I commit to chilies being our lead sponsor by the end of one month of this show. It's going to happen. Three down. Who's up first? We have Is Bird Me. So Is, take the lead. Okay. So my uh, least favorite fast food, Papa John's. Oh, fantastic pick. I hate Absolutely Papa John's. Terrible. I it is bottom bottom tier pizza. I think Pizza Hut and Domino's is 100% better. It tastes like cardboard when you eat Papa John's, and I feel like just no one ever actually. If you ever look at a Papa John's, no one's ever actually in there. 
I, I don't know how they're in business. And <laughs> they probably got some business after Peyton Manning fucking kissed uh, Papa John on the mouth after the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get paid. It's how you get paid. It's <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to talk much about Papa John's. I fucking hate that place. All right. So uh, my bottom, the top one's going to have to be uh, Friendlies. Not a fucking fan of Friendlies at all. Oh, Friendlies is disgusting. Absolutely atrocious. I understand people might go there for ice cream, but oh my God, their food is disgusting. Even the people in there look disgusting. There's so many of them. That's the thing, but it's not even that good. I don't understand. Friendlies, when I was younger, I used to go there, get ice cream and shit. They had those like straws that turned color when you like drank through them. I thought that was like the coolest thing in the entire world. I think it's the only thing they got going for them, but since their food is so bad, it kind of doesn't even matter to a certain point. Yeah, no, but their ice cream is good, but their food is just dog shit. Dog shit. Uh, my first, I'm going with Subway. I think they are the worst sub shop in the United States by far. Their bread sucks. and Subway, the so- bread sucks. Their bread is always so hard. Their you can't get rough. you can't get a sandwich with. First of all, they they give you two pieces of cheese and like no. If you ask for a topping, they'll give you the tiniest amount, and then you have to bite into a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going on from Subway, my next or three down. Would be Pizza Hut. Oh, really? I hate their pizza. Really? I think their pizza Hut. Like pizza Hut's got a nice little uh, little dinner box going. I I like their like their dessert part of it, but their pizza is pretty bad. Dude, their wings aren't. You gotta try the wings. Pizza Hut wings can they talk a little would bit? You, would you bad. rather eat Domino's or Pizza Hut? Domino's. I Domino's is also on my list. Oh, I'm sorry. Which, but I'm not gonna do it because it's at the bottom of my list because there's a lot worse things. But Domino's cheesy bread, bro. Personal, I might catch heat for it, but personal preference, Pizza Hut's pizza is not that good. Uh, that's why there's a. I think there's. I read that there's like eleven thousand of them going out of business. That's upsetting. It's overpriced and it's for how bad it is. I'm up. Bird. Second one, easy, right off the top. Arby's, absolute garbage. I've had very, very little experience at Arby's, but every single time it's been probably one of the, the least like enjoyable experiences I've ever had. That was my second too, Bird. Food, food sucks and the service sucks. I fucking hate Arby's with a passion. I hate the logo. It's a hat. It's a sandwich place. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I hate we Arby's. got meat for sandwiches. <laughs> I hate Arby's. <laughs> I have like, I think I've been to uh, Arby's like maybe once in my life. I said, I've been like I've been like two three times and it's always just been like worse. Every time I go, it gets worse. So I'm like, oh my god, Spock, it sucks. Yeah. All right. Is uh, is this your third? So this might come to a this might be a stretch to some people, but I'm gonna put it based off not that it's the worst quality of food, but I think um, Jersey Mike's is the most overpriced fast food food that you can possibly get, and it's like very mediocre. I can't believe you go to Rowan and you say that. J Mike's. Is pretty good and it's pricey, but it's nothing compared to Jimmy John's. No, Jimmy John's is way better. Yeah, but and, Jimmy John's is an extra like two or three bucks a, a sub compared to because you're getting and, a quirk. I, but I think yeah, you're paying for that how, that fast service. But J Mike's tastes better, I think. Actually, Jimmy John's does taste pretty fresh, but they're similar. But you're paying more for Jimmy John's. I'm not saying that. Um, fucking. Jersey Mike's is bad food. I don't think it like tastes that bad. It's I just, just overpriced for the quality. Overpriced. Yeah, it's just so overpriced. Like you might as well just go to a deli near yourself and get the same fucking sandwich for half the price. It does. They all taste good. like they both taste like deli subs. Yeah, but for like if you get like a big if you get like the big one like the biggest size you can get it's like fifteen sixteen dollars. That's absurd. Yeah, and I feel like every time you go to J Mike's, you have to find yourself on the map. You really do. <laughs> is one more. Your last. All right. I, I got one. Only because I haven't tried the new sandwich yet. Popeyes. I don't oh like Popeyes. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I'm a KFC guy. Dude. Black Popeyes, Popeyes, Popeyes chicken. Heat. Popeyes chicken is heat. It's Popeyes good. chicken it's... and their mashed potatoes and gravy is ridiculous. No, man. I think KFC like takes, takes home the prize there. Like, Popeyes is like. The little brother to KFC, and it always will be. Uh, 
Changed my mind, please. Popeyes is really good. Their sauces are is what, is what puts them over the top, I think. Yeah, but I'm not going to go there for sauces. I'm going there for fried chicken. The fried chicken's fire. But the sauce with it makes it top notch. I had KFC tonight, and I'm proud of it. And I'm proud to say that <laughs> KFC is better than Popeyes. Change my fucking mind. Okay, all right. All righty. Or I could do – I have an honorable mention, though. I think Shake Shack is super overrated, too. So do I. That place is – I don't think it's good at all. I don't think it's bad. It's just it's just too overhyped. It's not crazy. Overhyped. It's not that crazy. It's it's decent. But it's not that crazy. All right. Uh, my my last one, Little Caesars. I can't deal with Little Caesars. Their food sucks. Yeah. Their food is terrible. Their it's commercials like plastic, suck. Plastic it's pizza. Just, the whole atmosphere around Little Caesars is just it's a mockery of a fucking. But literally, it's horrible. Little Caesars is not easy good. bake oven food. I wouldn't know about easy bake oven. I have a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one more. Yep. All right, so my last three down, Panda Express. Panda Express, it's kind of like fake Chinese food. Oh, my gosh. I'd much rather go to a... I feel like I've only seen Panda Expresses inside malls and shit. Yeah, they well, they they have them pretty much in malls, I guess. But I've never seen them in malls. When I was in Kentucky, they had seven or eight of them just in Louisville. And everyone, there was no one in any of them. I don't know how they're still in business. But if you get their food, it's it actually tastes like an Americanized Chinese food. I feel that. Panda Express is just... And it's, it's so overpriced. And that's a wrap for three up, three down. Hey, mate. I think what he was trying to say was he's going to punch you so many times around the genital area that your dick's just going to fall off. So next up, we'd like to welcome the brother of Anthony Isidori and a host of Fade the Public podcast, Nikki Snacks. Sir, what's up, boys? Happy to be on here. Very excited. Thank you. Right. Nick. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, give us a little bit about uh, Fade the Public and what you guys are up to, how you guys started. and Absolutely. So um, it's me and two of my two of my buddies. We, um, you know, we've been friends our whole lives, and we've been in the same – high stakes fantasy football league for um, this will be our 11th, 11th year now, excuse me. Um, so our friend Nick, who, who really is, he's the, the bread and butter of it. Um, it's, it's on his website, his, his channel, um, big dogs got to eat. And he wanted all of his subscribers ask about, Oh, what's your big money league up to? What's, what's going on there? Give us some behind the scenes stuff. And he came to us. He's like, guys, all my subscribers are asking about this. I really want to give them an in-depth look. So you guys come on. We'll do like a, we'll do a podcast recap in the week and stuff. We'll we'll talk about our league, some players, stuff like that. We're like, yeah, absolutely, because the league is it's it's so much fun. It's so it's it's high stakes, so it's it's really like it's almost like you're investing into it for a, for a big payday later on. So you're all into it. We we love it. Um, and then it just kind of kept growing, and the people, you know, the people watching and listening really took on to us and liked it. So from there, we, we started doing more segments. Um, you know, our, our fantasy football league, our high stakes league is still our, our bread and butter, but we're, that's not what we're all about anymore. So it's, it's really like breaking down players and giving our analysis backed up with facts. So um, just continuing success through there and uh, where we look forward to it every week. And it's, it's been a lot of fun and hopefully it continues. So that's, that's pretty much our story. That's awesome. Man. It is awesome, something like that, like kind of how we started. We just wanted to talk bullshit about sports and see where it goes from there. Uh, and it's starting to pay off. It's, it's been a lot of fun, so it's cool to see other podcasts like that taking off and kind of want to follow in that footstep. Nick, how much is your big money league again? So this yeah, year, how much are we talking for stakes? Yeah, so th- this year we have a $400 buy-in. Um, that is oh. – I think we're, we're keeping that right around for that, I guess, this year, the last year and this year, we're going to keep it there and probably increment it next year to either 450 or 500. So we're pretty soon we're going to be a thousand dollar buying and it's just going to be it's going to be a war. <laughs> It'll be a war, but um, that is that's where we're at right now. So. so it's good it's good that we have you because our next segment is our fantasy watch. We all pick one player. We kind of discuss what we think about him and why he's a good draft. Either. It could be a good or bad player that we're uh, focusing on and we're analyzing. And for you, uh, we're going to go through ours. We each have one. And then we're going to ask you to pick a must draft and a bust. So that's uh, you're going to be following up. And you could jump in with whatever players we talk about 
Uh, we're going to start off with Bird because he's got to head out soon. So definitely uh, my fantasy watch player would have to be uh, Evan Ingram. I know you Giants fans love to hear that, especially all the injuries the Giants have taken on lately and the Golden Tate suspension. I really think Evan Ingram's not only going to exceed on the field, but especially in the red zone area. I really think he'd be a great pickup as a cut for the first four weeks, at least while Golden Tate suspended in the red zone. Definitely Evan Ingram. I mean, I, can I, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm very high on Evan Ingram, non-biased aside. As a Giants fan, I've actually never really personally liked him. Like as a football player, I think he's a little soft, but giving like yeah. said, his circumstance in that situation, um, I couldn't agree more. I think they're going to load that box for Saquon. That middle of the field is going to be wide open, and Eli's always loved throwing to his tight end. So I expect yeah. a year out of Ingram. For the first four weeks, he's an absolute must-play. You kind of have to without your top two receivers gone. Uh, Saquon's basically the only target. I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns early. A lot of touchdowns early. If the Giants offensive line, you like, I'll figure that piece together. But I think he has a lot of touchdowns early. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Up next, I have Joe Mixon. I think he is the absolute workhorse for Cincinnati. Last year, he had something like 280 carries, zero fumbles. Uh, it's something like Saquon's type stat. So it's something that he's going to carry into this year. And Andy Dalton's still the most average quarterback of all time. So they're kind of going to rely on the run game and just they don't even have a top receiver. Really, they have Tyler Boyd, but still they have to rely on the run game because of his talent and what, whatever they need from him, they'll get. Yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns as he did last year. Definitely going to have a, a decent amount of touchdowns. He always gets those red zone uh, carries. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe, Mix, Joe Mixon can play football. That's that's for sure, and he's definitely their bell cow. He's going to get all the, all that workload. So I I can't. There's nothing wrong with, with drafting Mixon. I I'd be happy if he's on my team. Where do you uh, have Mixon going in in your latest mocks, Nick? Where do I have Mixon going? Yeah. Well, I think he's in that that second or second tier of running backs. So it kind of depends on the league format. If you're two QB league, maybe late second, early third. If you're one QB league, half PPR. Um, early to mid-second, I would say. That's where I, I, I'd take Joe because running back corps with, with Zeke and Melvin Gordon out, it keeps shrinking. So um, he keep, he's going to keep finding himself skyrocketing off draft boards. Yeah, and the fact that Giovanni Bernard is still trying to compete for a spot in the running back position there, it kind of proves that Joe Mixon has the load. Uh, Giovanni Bernard hasn't been able to hold on to a football for the life of him for the last three years. I thought he died years ago. That's that's <laughs> that's how irre- that's how irrelevant Giovanni Bernard is right now. That's it's yeah. Joe Mixon's backfield. I hope I hope Joe Mixon has a big year this year because I think that takes a lot of pressure off Andy Dalton too from his fucking average ass quarterback play. You just like him because of his hair. I look also look identically like him too. Just gonna say it's your doppelganger. Like people say we look alike, and I, I get why people say that, but. When you really look at us, we don't. And the fact that no one's ever said I look like Andy Dalton is a true testament to that statement. Yeah, it's it's almost identical, like, how much we look alike. It's actually scary. Everywhere I go, people call me. They go, you look like Andy Dalton. I'm like, you're not the first person at all. <laughs> is, who is your fantasy watch? My fantasy watch this year is Allen Robinson, wide receiver, Chicago Bears. The Bears. Bears. Um, I really like him this year. He's coming off an ACL injury, but... I think with Trubisky being another year in the league, I think he has the top. Year. I think he has a he has a big year coming for him. He's the obviously the clear number one wide receiver in Chicago. Um, he's got a, he's got a pretty solid he's got some pretty solid skill players around him, but I think Allen Robinson is due for a big year because if I'm not mistaken, he might be going in. He is he he's signed. Yeah, he's signed. But all signs coming out of like training camp says that he's he's looking great coming off an ACL injury. Um, that he's Trubisky's number one target, so that's why I have him. I think he's an easy, easy pickup. He's currently ranked the 11th wide receiver, I believe, in uh fantasy rankings. And um, I think he's probably going around what round three or four, Nick? Would you say? Yeah, probably maybe five. But um, he, he's kind of being slept on a little bit, I think. He um, so one of my co-hosts actually brings him up all the time, saying he's going to have a bigger year. It's just you know another year in that Matt Nagy system. Uh, we saw what it can do for Mitch Trubisky. I think Mitch Trubisky is an average quarterback, but in a system like Matt Nagy's, you're going to get your top production from your best players. And Allen Robinson is a very talented wide receiver. We saw what he could do 
with shitty quarterbacks in Jacksonville. So as long as he stays healthy, I think he's got a very high ceiling this year. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Allen Robinson's. I always have been. I was on the Jaguars too. I was always a big fan of Allen Robinson. Just a little inconsistent at some points in the season. I feel. I feel like he's never really had that quarterback to really get him the ball like that, at that high volume. Bortles. <laughs> I love him. Nikki Snacks. It's time. We need a bust and a absolute lock draft pick for you. So. I will start with my absolute lock. And all right, well, here, what, what, what I'll do is stop. It's an obvious choice, okay? It's my probably my favorite player in fantasy this year. Um, he's being drafted top seven, top six. So it's, it's an obvious choice. I don't really, you know, I don't want to give you guys like a, a six-round player that I'm a lock to draft, you know what I mean? But Devontae yeah. Adams is going to blow every – wide receiver out of the water this year. He, if you play in the half-point PPR, last year he didn't have one game under 13 points. That's ridiculous. Wow. All your studs are going to give you a game where it's not ideal, a six, seven, eight-point game. Devonta Adams, you didn't get that. And he only had 13 once. He had 16, 17, everything and above. You're going to get terrific production all year long. You plug him in every week. You know exactly what you're going to get. He's my number one wide receiver. If I'm not drafting in the top three and getting Barkley, Kamara, or McCaffrey, number four, I'm taking Devontae Adams, and I'm running to the podium doing it. He's got wow. great chemistry with the best, maybe the best talent, most talented quarterback in the league. Obviously, you can argue that with Mahomes now, but him and Rodgers have built this crazy chemistry over the last few years, and I can't see him slowing down at all. So my absolute lock, run to the draft board, number four, Devontae Adams. No. All right. I, actually, now that because of uh, we just went with straight for a, a lock, give us a sleeper. Yep. Okay. I thought I was hoping you guys would say that because I didn't want to keep it too obvious. Yeah. And um, this one's gonna pain me to say, like really bad. Uh, he's Philadelphia Eagle. Um, I maybe I should just stop while I'm ahead because I don't really like giving any credit to this scumbag organization with the shittiest fan <laughs> in the world. Sorry, but um, sad truth. Miles Sanders, the running back from, from Philadelphia, rookie running back. So they have Jordan Howard in there now, and Darren Sproles come back. But Jordan Howard is like – he's put up numbers, but he's like the least impressive running back I've watched over the last three years. Miles Sanders is going to go in. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. They've got that great offensive line. He's got those fresh young legs. We know Jordan Howard's beat up. He's going to be beat up during the year. I think it's only a matter of time before Miles Sanders takes that that lead role in that backfield and puts up numbers behind a great offensive line, a good system. Like I said, it pains me to no end to have to say that, but I really love what I saw from him in the, in the, in the preseason so far, all the practice reports that they rave about him. He might, he may be number two on the depth chart right now, but I, I don't think that lasts long. I see an early September, early, late September, early October, he's going to take over as the, as the bell cow in that backfield. I haven't really heard about that. I know the the Philly backfield is a little bit crowded right now, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely a little, crowded. A little, little bit crowded. That's absolutely true. But you kind of go with the talent. And he's got plenty of talent. Like I said, Jordan Howard's got those old-ass legs. Darren Sproles is literally like dirt. So <laughs> he's dirt now. How are you really going to rely on him? Um, but I, I'm going to take a shot. I see him going in the sixth, seventh round. I think he's got great value for – especially if you go wide receiver heavy in, in the beginning of your rounds. If you go – you got the 10 pick and you take a, a Michael Thomas and a Odell Beckham back to back. So you're not going to get those top end running backs you want. So you can kind of wait on it a little bit and you might hit gold with Miles Sanders later on. So is he over Corey Clement in the depth chart? The, the one I saw today that uh, I guess Philadelphia put out, he was second behind Jordan Howard. And uh, so, also what happened to Smallwood? Is he still on the team? Wendell Smallwood, I haven't heard a lick about him. I, I don't know what he's doing, if he's flipping burgers, if he's delivering mail. I, I have no idea. But he has zero fantasy relevancy if he even is on the team anymore. Uh, he just seemed to disappear out of, after the season. I, I remember. I, I could tell you because I spent I spent a lot of my um my waiver wire money on him last year, and it, it burnt me real bad because <laughs> he, he was terrible. After that, we're going to go right to bust. All right. So we want a bust. Now, do we want – does, does it matter? Just just keep just rolling on the train, whatever. 
Yeah. Um, a guy, a guy who has been probably a fantasy mainstay the last two years and helped people win championships has slowly been deteriorating. If you read the tea leaves and you read what's going on in the preseason and literally watching the preseason, Todd Gurley. We don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley. He slowed down towards the end of last year. He had a knee injury. He was useless in the playoffs. He was pretty much useless the last two weeks of the regular season. He was not putting up the production that we were used to seeing Todd Gurley put up. And it's lingered on through this offseason. Coming into camp, we weren't sure what was going to happen. He had a light practice load. He's not playing in the preseason. All the reports say, oh, yeah, he's fine. We're just, just holding out on him. I'm a, With running backs, and you got knee injuries and something that we saw last year and it comes into this year, I stay away from that very much. Like uh, That's on my no-go list. I see him going probably late first in the second round. Um, if you listen to our show, we, we've been we've been telling people to fade him because it's just an untrustworthy situation. They drafted a running back out of Memphis, uh, Henderson, who's got he's got great burst, great potential, and Sean McVay's genius. You could put any running back back there, and you're probably going to get production. So if they start out hot, they might be sitting him, trying to cool him for the playoffs, wherever the case is. But in a season-long league this year, I just I can't trust him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him as as one of my duds, one of my busts, somebody not that I am staying away from. Yeah, especially where he's being drafted, he's being drafted so high. Right, It's kind of hard to not stay away from him because you you don't know exactly what they are gonna do with him at all. Right, exactly, and it's especially compounding with with Zeke and Melvin Melvin holdouts. Like he was behind them in a lot of people's rankings and. Now he's obviously above them because they're not in camp at all. But with an injury like that, we really haven't got any concrete, definitive diagnosis of what it is. So until we do, until we actually see it with our eyes, I am I am staying clear. And that's just a pretty much a normal rule for me, like running backs with, with injuries, a Leonard Fournette, a Devontae Freeman, guys that have had lingering issues the last few years. Um, I'm really keeping them off my draft boards like that if you went wide receiver in the first round and you have Todd Gurley on the board would you target a a different running back or a wide receiver in the second round uh so I'm probably drafting if I'm taking wide receiver in the first round I mean obviously I could be drafting four if I take Devontae Adams like I was talking about in the beginning um it's really board dependent so if I take if I take a wide receiver first I'm pretty much going to uh, it's it's tough because I don't know who's on the board per se, but I'm probably going wide receiver, wide receiver if I start off with first guy being a wide receiver. And then I will look for those later valued running backs later on. Um, I think there's a lot of guys to be had. There's Kerry on Johnson, Aaron Jones, those guys maybe in the third round, late, later second. Um, but I, if I'm going to take a, a top flight wide receiver one, I'm probably going to double him up, pair him with a, another wide receiver one and really stack my wide receiver class and, and then look for the those value running backs later on. Would you have a problem pairing Aaron Jones with Devontae Adams, or do you not like doing that? See, for me, I typically, if I'm going to pair teammates, I want it to be a quarterback and a receiver, um, just because obviously you're getting your points, points as a receiver. Right, exactly. Um, with two skill guys, I really try to stay away from that. Um, there's a few offensive systems that probably I would in the past, and even this year, I would say that's that's okay. I can live with it, like the Chiefs or the Rams. Um, the Packers may have to fall into that category because I do think they're going to run the ball more. And I do think Aaron Jones is, is set for I, – I guess you could say he broke out a little bit last year, but he, even a bigger role this year in a new offense under Matt LaFleur. So um, I'm hesitant to say yes, but I will – if it was – if the value was there and Jones fell a little bit, then no, I'm not. I'm not going to – I'm not going to blink at adding two very good fantasy players on my team. Yeah, it's hard to pass up. So moving on from fantasy football, we'll go back to your podcast a little. So you guys, I saw on Twitter, you guys have a bunch of videos of you doing uh, stupid, fun shit, kind of like traveling to the draft, eating weird things. What's the <laughs> the funniest thing you think you've done in terms of uh, video content? Oh, man. Uh, I <laughs> There's definitely been a lot of stuff. Um we we just have fun with it, and that's really what it's all about. It's like you guys just having fun, bullshit and shooting the shit. But yeah. the funnest thing that I say that we were a part of was when we were in Nashville for the draft. 
we went on the streets and we were just interviewing random fans, random people. Um, we actually got, we, we ran into Taylor Luan, the offensive tackle for the Titans, and it was a great interview, but I was getting in the face of Cowboys fans, asking them when they won the Super Bowl last, just really busting balls, and um, yeah. it was it was so much fun. That, that went, went over really well with everybody who was watching and listening. So um, aside from driving to Nashville for 74 hours, 55 days, <laughs> That was that was really a highlight of the trip, and so far it's been a highlight of. Uh, what was it? what's the grossest thing you've eaten? Listen, I don't even want to bring up that chicken foot, or that <laughs> whatever it was. That I don't even know what a cat, whatever the fuck it was that was put in front of me. I couldn't eat. It. I, I physically couldn't eat it. I watched. I watched my co-host sat right in front of him, watching him eat it. He we the kid tells us to put gloves on. That's how gross this was. I'm watching him eating it, and this kid, mind you. He's putting like Hershey's on on hot dogs and potato Ooh. chips on hot dogs. He's like the most vile human being I've ever met in my life. So the fact that he was sitting in front of me saying how gross it is and that he can't get through with it, I was like, fuck this, no way. I don't care if I lose the challenge. I really don't care. I'm not doing it to myself. And then the kid shows us a video of him clipping the toenails off the foot, and I threw up. I couldn't do it. I could not take it. There was no way. Oh, I don't care. God. You call me a pussy, you call me a pussy, call me anything you want. Doesn't matter. There was no way in hell I was eating that shit. No way. Yeah, it looks so, horrible. So you, you asked what was the grossest thing I ate. I'm going to tell you the grossest thing. The, the thing I saved myself from eating was that. Because uh, that was barbaric. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do it either. You, could, you, you walk by them in ShopRite or whatever store you're going into, and you just look, have to look away. There's claws on them. I don't get how people eat them. I'm scarred for life. People actually <laughs> go in there and, and look for them to eat for dinner. Mm. Those are disgusting human beings. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to associate myself with those people. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have so we'll we'll include you in our Q and A. We have a this league Q and A. All the listeners they tweet at us at this league pod and hashtag this league, and they send us questions in. So this week we have about four questions, and you could help chime in whenever uh, you want to answer one. Sweet, let's go. First question is would you rather draft a kicker in the first round or only be able to draft Jets or Cowboys players? I'll take the kicker, kicker in the first round. round. Kicker in the first round. Kicker in the first fan. round. I'm a Jets fan. I'm still taking the kicker. Which, the ki- which kicker? Legatron. Wow. Just, just for namesake alone. Who would you take first round if you had to pick a Jets or Cowboys? Uh, Zeke, obviously. Zeke. Yeah. I mean, Sam Darnold and Zeke aren't too bad. But from Le'Veon. there, it's kind of hard. Or Le'Veon, yeah. After after three or four picks, you're kind of sh- like shit out of luck. It's not like good. I ain't drafting Dak Prescott. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, he's a bum. <laughs> Ratatouille. This is for Is. Ratatouille won an Oscar. Is Is denouncing all film awards and honors by stating it's a bad film? Defend yourself. Okay, I'm gonna defend myself by this. Leonardo DiCaprio only has one fucking Oscar. And we're going to talk about an animated movie having an Oscar? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was good enough. I just defended myself. You know, I'm not even yeah. talking about that. So you are denouncing. Yeah, I don't care. All film awards and honors. It's all political. It's all bullshit. All right. Okay. Back to football. Jets over under eight wins this season. And what are their chances to win the division? Over. I said eight even. Over. Eight I'm, and a half. I'm going eight. I'm Derek. I'm with you. I, I say eight on the dot. I think they landed eight and eight. And I, I think they're competitive all year. They have a brutal start to the to the beginning of the year. If they if they get really hot there, you never know. But um, they played the Patriots the twice. I don't think they're winning yeah. the division. First half. They're not winning the division, but I think no. they're still. I, yeah, their chances to win the division, I'll say under twenty percent, probably fifteen percent. It's yeah. coming though. It's coming. That that Brady and Patriot decline. It's coming sooner than than people. Well, I shouldn't say sooner than people think. Obviously, it's, you know uh, Brady playing until he's forty eight. Old, but yeah, yeah. But, but, but you know they, they've been calling it for a few years. And um, out of those three teams, the rest of the teams in that division, the Jets are going to be the ones to do it. So I don't think it's this year, but it's definitely coming. So the Jets over under seven right now. I would lock in over seven at uh, minus one seventy five. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can win eight games this year. I think the Jets are gonna be pretty decent, which pains me to say. Hope so. Really hope so. One last question: Would you rather fight a heavyweight boxer or a lightweight MMA fighter? Heavyweight boxer. Boxer, knock me out quick. Yeah, just give me one punch to the dome and like 
let it be over. I'm you not sure. They might, they might just both knock me out quick, but one, one yeah, the, the thing with the MMA is though, like they'll knock you out and they can just start pouncing on your face when you're on the ground. And, for a few and seconds. they do it with finesse, like they rub it in that they just knock you out. Yeah, just give me the give me that one punch from that heavyweight boxer. Just I'll just go cold. My body will go limp. Well, I uh I'm gonna go with the lightweight UFC fighter because um one titanic of a punch from a heavyweight boxer might actually kill me. So it's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I agree. I'm, that. I'm I'm a little I'm a little bitch. I don't have much of a jawline. So uh if he if he connects well enough, I might just be dead, whereas the the UFC lightweight there's a chance I, I survive. Good chance I die either way, but I'm going to take my chances on the lightweight. Also, I have another question for Nikki Snacks. Oh. Your tweet you that you have it pinned, the New York Giants are going 10-6, and six, I think you said? Oh, yep, 100%. All right. <laughs> I want you to reflect on that. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty easy. You know, I, I pinned it so everybody could see. Um, it's what I believe. It's what I know. I, I think it's a, it's a fact, not not really an opinion. Um, I think their, their schedule, well, I shouldn't say their schedule isn't difficult because a lot of the first half of the season is pretty easy. Right, right. Exactly. And some people say, oh, but the giants aren't good. Yes, I get that. But you have to compare it to other teams and their schedule, their first four games, if Zeke sits out, I think the Cowboys is a winnable game. I think they can control the clock. Um, I think that's going to be their bread and butter this year. If they can control the clock behind a much improved offensive line with the best running back in football. It keeps that very suspect defense off the field. We saw a few years ago the Cowboys win about 13 games just riding Zeke. They kept their very bad defensive team off the field. They controlled the time of possession. They scored in the red zone. That's what the Giants – everything – listen, everything has to break right. They have to stay healthy. It's a long shot. I get it. But I don't see how it's as crazy as people think. Um, I think they got a motivated Eli. He knows he's just about done. He's got a rookie QB biting at his ass. All the fans, all the media want to see him play. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm going it, to – they, they need a really big September. they got to finish 3-1 and one in September, nothing less, um, or else I'm pretty much fucked. And everywhere I've gone, I've said they're going to playoffs. So I'm going to look like a raging asshole. But I'm going with it. I'm going with it to my grave. I just think second year of Saquon, second year of Shermer's offense, much improved offensive line, much improved secondary. Health, schedule, I think all the stars will break even. And, um, yeah, that, that's where I stand. I'm back. I'm backing it up with some, some great facts that can't be disputed. Eli Manning, yeah. though. Yeah, I didn't talk about him. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I was, we were missing a name there for a little bit. I was like, what's so going do, on? Do you, do you see uh, Daniel Jones' entrance within week, probably, let's say, before week five? Uh, if they go 0-4, 1-3, I would think it's stupid for them not to play Daniel the rest of the year. It would make yeah. no sense. Agreed. I, I get right. it. You want to start with Eli because I, I do agree. He gives you the best – right now he gives you the best chance to win. So if you give him September, you say, okay, Eli, you've got four games. You go 2-2, two and 3-1, two, and one, you'll, you'll go game by game. You know, you, your leash will be a little bit longer, but it's not going to be – you know, you're not going to be yanked right away. You go 1-3, and three, you're done. Sorry. One three oh and four. You got to turn to the future. It's over. Yeah. Are, are you going to any games this year? I am going to the home opener for sure. I am, and then I am, we got to get some going? tailgates going. Oh, listen, we're going with a massive crew. So please come by. We are. We have. We are so great for the tailgating. We started off probably when we were like fourteen, fifteen years old. We used to bring a little, a little portable charcoal grill, and we used to flip our burgers and dogs with an old CD ROM. Um, not the case anymore. We got flagpoles. We got like two grills, tables, everything. So that's it. You guys come over, please have fun. We're gonna have a that's great time. It. We're gonna go up against Bill's Mafia. Um, I, I go through tables. They'll go through tables. It's gonna be a really great time. I can't <laughs> wait for it. After that, Jets and Cowboys. The only other two I'm going to, unless I get free tickets, because you know I ain't giving my money to these assholes for what they've done to me the last few years. And also, Ant, when you were talking about those uh, White Castle burgers and our trip after the Rolling Stones concert, my stomach literally turned. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel good for like two, three, two or three days afterwards, bro. <laughs> it's like it's worse than a hangover. It is. It's like equivalent to or worse than a hangover. But you, I mean, you do you know what you're getting into, and normally when you eat White Castle, you're hammered. So it's like in the moment, it's amazing, but you still know in the back of your head that 
You know what your shit's going to smell like. You know what your farts going to smell like. You know how miserable your stomach's going to be. So you know exactly what you're getting into, but they're just so irresistible. Thank you, Nikki Snacks, for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, great fantasy insight and just podcast relationships. We started Podcast Beef last week with Ethan at whatever GSN. He's, a, he's still a bitch. And now we got a podcast relationship going on with Fade the Public. So we're making yes, friends. Yes, we're making uh, enemies all in once. <laughs> you guys are like you guys are like ninety, barely a month in, and, you, and you're starting beef already. I love it because I can't stand those guys either. It's a yeah, fuck Ethan, man. Thing. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't laugh harder when I saw my brother's tweet was tweeted by him. Uh, OBJ's cock in your mouth. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> laugh harder. So I love uh, what you guys are bringing to the podcast podcast game so early in your tenures. So please keep up the good work. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I'm gonna tweet this out so my followers can see it. You guys. We'll get those and yeah and we're uh, gonna shout out fade the public as well uh so beautiful, beautiful. just shout out your, your twitter handle it's nikki snacks it's at snacks underscore bdge uh give them a follow that's that's it boys thank you very much please keep up the great work i am highly entertained by you guys it's, it's a lot of fun you're doing some great work so keep it up thank you very much all right thank you nikki. all right boys all right and that's it for this episode of this league we'll be back on tuesday Check out our Twitter and Instagram. We got a couple raffles coming out uh, with some nice gift cards and other shit. So keep an eye on that. Thanks, you guys, for listening. It's been a great show. uh, And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Peace. Peace.